1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant, and the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves, flashing the shot, what a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory, at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 182 of the 77 Club. Uh, Bayless, start with the socials. Bay doesn't know them. No, of course idea, he doesn't know them. No, no. It just <laughs> goes on Twitter every now and again and calls them on a pie scoffer. So um, I'll do them then. Uh, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. Um, subscribe here on YouTube and also uh, follow us wherever you get your podcasts as well. Um, Jack Williams is here. Hi, everybody. Excellent. Um, right, so we'll start in Northland, and we'll say that Harry's not here. He's not very well. So um, get well soon, or in time for the weekend. So you got you know rest of the week off work, and then you can enjoy the weekend. Um, we're going to start in North London, and it was that, that home game, um, Bayless Arsenal. I think you came down with your mate who works at. Where? Are we starting in North London, or are we starting at Molyneux? I mean, they're both North London, aren't they? Just different. They are both in North London. You should know that yeah, Arsenal is in North London. One game London. was at Molyneux. I definitely got a train to <laughs> Wolverhampton. Yes. Yeah. And you played Arsenal, which is in North London. Yeah, I came um, up on you, the train. Yeah, came down with your mate. Atmosphere on the train, what was it like? I mean, you said they were quite quiet until they got into the station. Was that, was that right? I mean, the train was full of Cockneys, but it was all right. They were just quietly sipping eight-pound lager bottles 
perfectly content. And then they got in the station for some reason decided they wanted to kick off. Um, absolute nonsense. Stupid, stupid, stupid young cockneys basically going, oh, fucking, we're up north, let's go and have a great time. Um, onto the game. Uh, I thought we actually played okay. We didn't create a hell of a lot, but I don't think we played badly. Um, Jack, I want to start with like the elephant in the room, and it's, it's sort of actually at the end of the game um, and, and the celebrations. I want to start with that because it, it seems to have riled a lot of fans to the point where they're still going on about it now. And the, and the way, because I remember distinctly saying at Final Whistle, oh my God, they are celebrating like they've won the league. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where uh, I know it was sort of said and... Uh, there was some truth in it because we were looking over and it, they, they were going mental. Like It's like they it was, scored a goal. That's and all it was was the full-time whistle. I get they've had a player sent off and I get to show it was a big game, but I think this just wound up a load of Arsenal fans when really it's been taken a little bit out of context by what Neves and sort of Cody said. I think what they were saying is they weren't saying, oh, you know, look at them celebrating to sort of take the piss. They were sort of saying it as, you know, the, the fact that a team like that is celebrating that much shows how far we've come. I think it's more about trying to take the positive from Wolves rather than just uh, a dig at the Arsenal fans. But obviously then, you know, Piers Morgan and all these other people have sort of jumped on it. Ian Wright, I think, said something about it when really it's just, uh, I think it's been sort of a little bit taken out of the context. But but there's truth in it too, because that's, I've I've seen uh, teams celebrate less than that for, you know, um, was you know, goal, massive goal celebrations that they haven't seemed mm. to have gone as crazy as the final whistle. Yeah. So there was some truth in it, but I, I mean, I, you can't really begrudge a football team for celebrating what what was a big win. Really, you just got to um, look at your own look at your own performance and see what you can take away. But I, I agree with with Dan. I don't, we weren't terrible at all. Um, we didn't create very much. I think they definitely created the better chances. You can't say that they had they had a couple before they got the goal actually that looks quite dangerous. Um, and then obviously they had the big uh, Lacazette chance in the, in the second half, which would have won it, which I haven't seen back. I don't know if it's onside or offside, uh, but I'm assuming it was onside uh, from from, uh, what, from what I've heard. Nobody said it wasn't, but uh, it's hard to tell from where, where we're sat, really. really. Um, yeah. Almost working a little bit backwards here, aren't we, Bayliss? And I've never seen it before. I don't think many of us had seen it before. Two yellow cards in such quick succession. Um, and was Michael Oliver right to do it? Because they look like both yellow card offences from where we were sat. Refereeing, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he's let the game play and let Wolves try to get away. And the blokes committed two pretty bad fouls. So, got no issue there. My point is still going back to the Arsenal fans celebrating. Maybe it's a thing they're going to start doing because they definitely aren't winning the league for the next 20 years. So, if that away end has got any 20-year-olds in it, then they literally don't know how to celebrate winning the league. Um, of course, everybody wow. then pulls out the fact that um, you know Wolves never won the Premier League. Um, but we've won league titles, and that's the most important thing. Um, it was back to a front three, Jack. We're glad to see that. Obviously, we are definitely missing Moutinho, still out injured and, and maybe starting to show his age a little bit at the moment and hopefully he can come back soon. But it was Dendonka and Nevers in the middle this time around. Yeah, uh, I can probably see where this is going. I think one of the things I said after the game, and it's, it is always hard to review a game after you've had a very good away win sort of uh, after it's happened and we're talking about it retrospectively. But um, I think from what I saw, particularly on Twitter, not so much in the in the ground, ground I don't think, but the two players who got the most stick for the Arsenal game were Trincao and Dendonka, both of which I think were a little bit 
unjust. I mean, I think Trincao did some really, really lovely stuff. There was some, there's definitely a player in there. We've said it before. The problem was when he got to the point of crossing, this is not good enough. <laughs> what it is it like with got, our wingers? <laughs> yeah, it was like he's, he's, he's like uh, reincarnated the spirit of Triore, but you know, he'd do so much right, completely uh, do the fallback. And then the cross would go out for a throw in. He did it twice, didn't he, in sort of mm. quick succession, yeah. which makes it stand out really. And I know Dendonka can't finish, but I don't think his performance overall in the whole game was anywhere near as bad as people were making out. He's just not Matinho. Different sort, different sort of player, really. And uh, I think those were sort of the scapegoats a little bit. Not completely unjustified, but kind of the scapegoats, really. And uh, yeah, we just didn't create enough, did we? But people are sort of were sort of singling out Trincao and Dendonka. But how poor was Jimenez? Like... I thought he was, he was had a bit of a shocker, really, particularly when he's like trying to do a bloody overhead kick late on in the game that he's never going to score. When we're trying to trying to break down ten men, it's quite funny though. You got, we've almost got to be careful what we say here because saying Dendonka can't finish and Jimenez is off the pace, and obviously, <laughs> I know that's why that's why it's ridiculous. But I'm just trying to think just of just of that game, and um, yeah. yeah, but we just and also we can't break down ten men, can we? We we just look seem to look less likely to score. It happened at Brentford oh, against Brentford at Molyneux. Well, it doesn't seem to give us an, event, an advantage, really, does it? Even though we've got like 20 minutes of breaking down 10 men, and that's that's a worrying thing. Man City against 10 men will just destroy a team, wouldn't they? But we can't seem to do that. Yeah, apart from when it's us, and it was 1-0. Um, Bayless Sace came straight back inside after the AFCON. Um, good to have him back. I think it gave that a little bit of reassurance to defence that we maybe haven't seen, ironically, since he left. I actually yet. don't think he played that well, personally. You don't think it looked a bit, bit better at the back? No, I thought we looked a lot better against Spurs. Obviously, we did because we get a clean sheet. But I didn't think he actually looked that great against Arsenal watching the game. Reasonably sober for a change. Um, I thought we did our jobs pretty well. It's just that we gave them decent opportunities, which we sort of defended a lot better against Spurs in those sort of situations. You know, and teams get those sort of half chances they turn into actual goals or, or proper chances. We did seem a little bit off it, but I still on the whole thought we played okay. A nil-nil draw would have been a fair result, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I agree. Watching, that back, watching the goal back, I think personally, I think perfectly fine goal. They're both talent challenged for the ball. The Arsenal player gets there first. If that was against Man City, Man United or Liverpool, against anyone else in the league, it's not a goal. I think it's a foul against keeper, isn't it? Nine times yeah. out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Would you agree? Would you agree with that, Jack? Because um, we thought it was Stonewall foul. At the time, I thought it was a foul, but we're watching again from the North Bank end that it happened at the South Bank end. Watching it back, no, I don't think it's a foul. I think it's fair, fair enough to be honest with you. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Marcel back into sides. Um, was that warranted, Bayliss? I think eight Nori's been been playing very well. It, it seemed like a game for him. Yeah, some very good stats have come out about eight Nori today. I haven't got them in front of me, but I did um, see those, but I didn't write them down. The most pressured. <laughs> so uh, that's cutting well. edge analysis. <laughs> yeah. Is it Jeff? I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Giving Marcel a goal, he uh, a go, not a goal. He um, he does come good every now and again. But there are a couple of storms that have been forecast, so probably won't play for him. That's them. it. Don't don't go outside. Um, yeah, I mean, I, from memory, one of those stats from the eight Nori thing was something like ninety eight percent of his tackles in the final third are made. As, as an example, so just just goes to show it's how about being the it most is. pressured positions in Europe and top of something. I'm sure it's on Twitter. Give it a tweet. 
people have been saying a lot about him in the fantasy because uh, he's apparently quite good value in if you play the fantasy Premier League. Um, I know we did do that at the start of the season, but it's just got so stupid with all the game week cancellations. I haven't looked at it in ages, but I think he's like 4.3 million or something. So his points per pound is, is it's a good, quite good, quite good, good apparently. Yeah, good ratio. For, uh, yeah. Um, was there a man of the match, Bayless? Not really. Not for us. Nah. It was one of those nothing games that should have ended as a nil-nil draw. Some of the positives that I will take personally from it was to see Johnny uh, warming up on the sidelines. Um, great to see him back. I think he's integral to our defence. Personally, he's one of he's my favourite player after Raul. So um, I think to get him back into the fold is um, is really great. Obviously, Huang was back on the bench as well. So we're starting to sort of welcome those players back that everybody was talking about in January is for not having such a great window. But let's have a look at Tottenham. We love playing away at Tottenham. Um, Jack, you were there. Just tell us about what it was like at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, it, it was very similar to last time, really. Uh, we won. <laughs> and I think it was on a Sunday last time as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was fine, really. It was a bit uh, bit rainy. Um, but... Um, t- t- with a two o'clock kickoff on a Sunday, it's always never the best atmosphere because, um, you know, a three o'clock Saturday or a half five Saturday is always inevitably going to be much better. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, to go two goals up relatively early on, you, you've got to be loving it, really. Um, there's not really much more you could ask for, particularly in such a big game. I was a little bit worried coming into this game. Um I thought it would be tougher than Arsenal, and in reality, it, it, it wasn't in the way it played out. But we just did really well, particularly with pressing to make them force the mistakes and just be on them straight away, not really let them settle. And in that first half, we could have actually probably had one or two more. Really, we did create some good chances. Good, mm-hmm. good Four half time wouldn't have been a disgrace. That's no, probably it, what we deserve. It, it wouldn't have been. Um, so you know, we did work the keeper. Second half, obviously, they came at us a bit more as you'd expect. Um, uh, but we overall contained it quite well, really. I think um, I was still. The thing is, we're watching the clock, even up until about eighty-eight minutes. I was still thinking, right, just don't let one in, just don't let one in, don't let them have yeah. one, just in case. And once it got to about eighty-eight, I was thinking, now nah, we're going to be all right here. But you just can't, you can't sort of take it for granted that you, even if you're tuning up on seventy minutes, that you're going to win against a team like Tottenham because they do have players on the pitch that can turn a game, but. It was a very accomplished performance, really, um, particularly for players like Luke Kundal, who got thrown in the deep end, really. A few eyebrows are raised when we saw the team sheet and we're thinking, oh, hang on here. But it shows that Bruno has some faith in him, really. And he came in and he did really well. So, Really good point. Um, we said before we started um, some of the stats around Luke Kundal is something like a 96% pass completion rate. Um, also, Ruben Neves on his 200th game. thought he had a good one. Uh, Jose Sarr thought he did well. Um He's he's having a really good season, isn't he? You know, eight clean sheets, 23 I mean, sweeper clearances. I'm not Go going on. to take anything away from Luke Kundal. I thought he was did a very good job of what he did. But the amount that Tottenham sat off walls and gave us the ball in the middle of that park, Dazzling Dave would have had a pretty decent pass completion rate, in fairness. <laughs> it Tottenham was so bad in the middle of the park. I thought the, yeah. I thought the goals that Tottenham conceded were... Cal- they were calamity. Like they were, they were oh, comedy goals. I'm sorry, but if Sarr had come out and flapped like um, Laurie did, all gone mad for that. It, I mean, why, why is he punching it? I mean, it's a, it's a good finish from from Ibanez, but my god, I don't, I don't think just... we should take too much away from Wolves. Tottenham were bad, and I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to take they, anything they away. Do that but... Quite often, they do it quite often. But I thought we played good football. 
the way we controlled the middle of the park and the way we moved the ball around, the way we tackled, I think the way we turned the ball over was really exceptional. That's what I enjoyed most about it. After we got the two goals, it's the way we still dominated decent sections of the game. We did we did defend and we had to absorb pressure at times, but when we got out, we still looked to get forward. We we still had a few chances. It's a very good performance against a team that didn't have a great day. And with Luke Kundal, I mean, Martin's made the point here, you know, seen the article in The Athletic saying that Bruno turned down the chance to sign a midfielder in January so he could give Kundal his chance. Um, Jack, how, how much do you believe that? How much of that is believable? And how much is it based on him having a good debut? Um, I, I, it's where to start with this. I haven't seen the article, so I don't know. But just if, if that's what sort of... The, is that if that's what it says? So basically, we're saying now the store, the scoop from I'm assuming it's Tim Spears is that man who keeps saying he doesn't have enough players said he didn't want to sign any players in January. <laughs> that's because, right. Yeah, that's, that is because, where we're at. Because Luke Cundall's had a good game in the middle of February. It's, it's would, like if, uh, if, if Tim Spears had said this in the middle of January, then suddenly yeah. we might have some credibility. But I don't that's think. True. Do you think that's why the there. Athletic is a pound a month? Martin, I would save Tim Spears' journalism for lining the cat's litter tray. It's just not worth reading. It's just late, Favourite isn't it? Week. I mean, it's just it's six weeks can late. You still, can you still get penny sweets? I think probably, probably like twenty five quid now. <laughs> probably, yeah, you keep it hundred penny sweet. Hundred penny sweets is better than a subscription to the Athletic, in my opinion. Or fifty two penny sweets. Yeah, Max, um, <laughs> how, how good is Max Kilman, Jack? Uh, Max Kilman is a very good Sam. He is. Do you know what? Uh, 100% <laughs> of the Ground Jewels won, 100% take-ons completed, 87% pass accuracy, nine attempted long balls, six successful long balls, five ball recoveries, five <laughs> clearances, three interceptions, two blocks, one clean sheet. That is from Statman Dave on Twitter. And I could work in TV with then. these <laughs> morons <laughs> shouting shout my ear. <laughs> you had a mare then, Sam. Listen to that back. Like, it's because you not... keep shouting in my ear while I'm trying to read yeah. something out. You see, you see, it's you quite difficult. It slipped everything. You definitely said crown jewels before, before we said it, before we even interrupted. <laughs> yeah, you know what I meant. You know what I meant. Anyway, uh, a, a very accomplished performance. He doesn't look out of place. Lots of people saying that, you know, Qatar on the plane to Qatar in the uh, well in November World Cup, isn't it, Dan? It just it's a dead cert, isn't it? I would have thought. I mean, you've got to be picking him. The the team that have conceded the second most goals or like the third most least uh, second least goals in the league. Come on, mate, get your words out. What's with you? in Europe and our two centre-backs are English so get him on the plane I'd say he's better I mean, than Mings Jack he's better than Maguire I think he, he's sorry, playing more for Paul if the estate agent goes over Cody and Kilman that's a disgrace well I so agree he is he's alright but he's not oh, as good ben as White, about. No, <laughs> he's on about no he's on about Tyrone Oh, sorry, I thought I just thought he, which one looks like an estate agent, and I thought Ben White. Um, <laughs> That's fair, fair comment. <laughs> but um, I, I, I don't think it's anywhere near as uh, I'm not anywhere near as confident as you two are. You know how Southgate picks his team. It kind of seems to be like a once you're in, you're in till you're dead. So that's why he keeps picking people like Mings. Um, yeah, but Mings and. and yeah, but it, I like I don't I don't think Southgate will will take him. I mean, he might get a call up if they're thin on the ground in one game, maybe, or asked to train, or if it was a twenty five man squad. But I mean, the bloke I just mentioned, Ben White, there. I mean, Arsenal fans will be raging if he's not in. 
So there's a bit of a bit of a pull towards him as well. So then who do you take out? Who do you leave out from the uh, from the Euro squad? Because one of them suddenly is Cody. You're not going to take two Wolves players, are they? I mean, to be honest, if I was picking now In- at this moment between picking Cody and Kilman, I know what I'd have. And it'd be yeah, Kilman. I mean, they are slightly different, but. I mean, I mean, the same that the time that we did play a three at Euros, Cody didn't play. <laughs> so yeah. um, I, 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 I don't know, but I think it's still a competitive place. And I don't think that Southgate is going to turn his back on Mings and Maguire that easily. The thing, thing is, tournament Maguire is so different to Manchester United Maguire. You know, it, it's a bit like Pickford, I think. You know, you, you I don't really rate him for Everton, but you, you can't fault him really for England as soon as he pulls on the white shirt. Um, he seems to be a different player, but yeah, definitely something to think about. Um, was there a man of the match in this one? I know it was, it was quite a strange game. Um, there was something from the other 14 on Twitter, which is chances created minus set pieces per 90 minutes and per is top of that list. Um, 1.97 chances created per 90 minutes. He's top of that by, by some distance, actually, and has played probably half the minutes of, of everybody else. Um, Traore's on the list. He's about halfway down, and Raul Jimenez just below 1.4 per game. So um, it, I thought he played well, but Bayliss, I think we probably both agree that he, he gave the ball away a little bit more than maybe he, he should have, but does that come with the territory of trying to create chances and yeah, get forward? It does. It does, and I thought he had a good game, but my man of the match by a distance is Kilman. Absolute mountain, made one of the best latch stitch tackles and won the ball and retained it and passed it safely. I think I've seen a Wolves player do for ages. Keeping Kane and Son quiet. Yeah. Is... I mean, that's two pro- prolific strikers. Son's never scored against Wolves. I think Kane's no, got two, has he? Maybe. Yeah, he's going to, yeah. Um, but. Oh, Kilman by miles. He was absolutely brilliant. He was outstanding. In fact, it's probably one of the best Wolves performances by a single player I've seen this season. Would agree. Um, Clip that would up. you would you agree with that? I'll take all the mistakes out. Um, Jack, would you agree with that? Um, man of the match? No, I was I was going to give it to Donker to be honest. Before Dan wow. did his little little piece, but um, <laughs> I, I think especially after the sticky god midweek to come back and a goal and and, and you five minutes ago, <laughs> particularly in that particularly in that first half, he was everywhere. So um, yeah, shout out to Den Donker. He's getting to know that role a little bit better, I think, isn't he? And you know that that does help. Um, so yeah, um, good from Luke Kundal. Um, probably speak about that now. Um, Leicester City up next. Another marvellous Sunday game to, to delve into. Um, Bayliss, would you make any changes from that Tottenham game? Um, I'll just go through it quickly. Saar, Kilman, Cody, Sace, Eight, Nori, Kundal, Neves, Dendonka, Semedo, Jimenez and Podence. I think dealing with Leicester is about dealing with Tillmans. So I'd probably play a three in the middle. This is tough. I'm going to get shot down for this. I'd play a three in the middle. I'd have Dendonka sat slightly deeper to deal with Tillmans and try and pick them off that way. Um, no Vardy, uh, I don't think, Jack. That, that's a that's a huge bonus. I mean, we, we think back to the first game of the season and I, I thought we were unlucky to to come away with a 1-0 loss um, from the King Power. And obviously Vardy got the goal that day and it was a great finish. So, you know, he is a huge loss for Leicester, isn't he? Even though he is 35 years old, but we're missing a 35-year-old as well. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't score that much against us, does he? Apart from, I think, was that his first goal against us, Fardy, uh, ever? The first game of the season? Or have I made it up? I don't know. Um, but, you know, dif- difficult difficult uh, team, Leicester, aren't they? Um, I saw a little bit of the... Um, All right, Bayless. 
Facts. Sorry, we're boring you. There's <laughs> a fucking live podcast here. Were you on TikTok? I'm very sorry. No, something just pops up on my phone like a, a message and I clicked it and it went straight to the video that someone sent me to the Excellent. fat cat. Right. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Ca- yeah, car- carry on, Jack. <laughs> Moral of the story is don't pick up your phone when I did a bit of the podcast recording. Okay, cool. What was I saying? So, yeah, Leicester, difficult team, not had the best season. Saw a little bit of their game with West Ham the other day where they were quite unlucky to, not to hold on, really, get to three points. So it's going to be another stiff test, really. Um, but but really, if you're looking at the league table and looking at the teams we're chasing down, it's a game that we need to be winning, particularly with the with the difficult games we've got coming up even after this because they just, they just keep on coming, don't they? So this yep. is really one that if we want to keep the pressure on the top six brackets slash four, maybe... Um, really need to keep the pressure on because the table's shaping up in in a in an interesting way. Um, and really, the way I'm looking at it with the teams is that you, you kind of got, got to have West Ham. You've got to try and stay above Spurs and have West Ham. And I've got two games in West on West Ham. Yeah. Um, and that West Ham game that we've got coming up is going to be um, very crucial, really. If ever we can go there and beat them and then we've still got two games at hand on them, suddenly um, we're in a very good position to at very least get top six. So... Um, Big game, but we can't let it slip up, particularly in a home game against a club that's having uh, and uh, sort of an underperforming season by their standards. Uh, by your score prediction, one nil Wolves. One nil Wolves, uh, Jack. I don't know about this one, to be honest. I think it could be a draw or something silly. One um, one. One one, perfect. Uh, I'll go two one Wolves. Let's have a look at your latest betting odds and ticket news. Yeah, um, no specials up yet, unfortunately, because with a Sunday game, I just picked out a couple of scorecasts. I, I quite like the look. If Matinho's back, 1 0 Wolves, Matinho's 55 to 1. Not too um, bad. Which is reasonably decent. Uh, is he going to be back? Wolves. Do we know if he's going to be back? Anybody got any ideas? No idea. I don't. Do you want me to look at it 1 0 with Dendonka instead? No, no, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, 2 1 Wolves, Jimenez first goal, only 22 to 1. So. Oh, well. All right, Jack, calm down. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I just knocked something. 2 2 draws, tomato first goal is 9 million to 1. Yes, yeah, 9 million to 1 if you go on Skybet. Um, no, so, I'll just show you there, Danny P says Leicester have conceded from a corner once every other game on average. Got to get down the field and swing it in. Uh, what was the what was the Rowl? Uh, what were the Rowl odds, Bayless? 22 to 1 for 2 1. 22 one. to 1. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Jack has your ticket news. Um, I do. I've got the away information for the Leicester game, which is on the 12th of March, 3 pm kickoff at Goodison, Goodison Park. Allocation of. Leic- Leicester don't play at Goodison Goodis- Park. Did I say what? what? You said Leicester. Did I say right? Leicester? Yeah, oh, bloody hell. We are falling apart. Where's Harry? <laughs> I don't know. Bring <laughs> him back. Get him off <laughs> the toilet. Um, and back. it says here that we have got 41 five-star ratings on Spotify. <laughs> That's your ticket. Oh, he actually did. He did send me that. Carry on and I'll find <laughs> out. It, really? it will be out of date um, by the time I find it. So we are playing Everton on the 12th of March at Goodison Whee! Park. Uh, the allocation is 2,972. Uh, they are on sale to the Gold Away season tickets as of Friday the 18th of February. The Silvers as of Monday the 21st of February. And on the point, starting with 1150 as of Wednesday, the 23rd of February. Uh, interesting little bit of news that came out today for the away season ticket holders is they put in a rule probably about two seasons ago now where to keep your away season ticket, you had to buy 
75% of the tickets for away games, otherwise you'd lose your place. And they've just scrapped it just with no warning, really. So now they don't have to do that. Now, whether the thinking there is that away season ticket holders were just buying the tickets to sell so they could meet that quota, which is probably obviously what's happening. Maybe this will mean a few more trickle down now for, for Mr. Miami. Maybe he needs a few more. Um, so that interesting point. Or maybe they're going to rethink the system at some point. But uh, who knows? Not sure. But I let's mean, not have that debate again. Facebook or Twitter, you can get a away ticket now pretty easily. So they're clearly all buying them anyway. It's a weird yeah. one. Isn't it? I mean, I, I don't see many arguments against it. Like, you know, normally these things split opinion, don't they? But. But there, there were three or four on Sunday morning. If I didn't have an absolutely stinking hangover and was 200 miles from Tottenham, I would have gone on Sunday. There's, I could have got a ticket that easy. There's always a chance if you're willing to go on the day, if you're not willing to, if you're just willing yeah. to just get in the car straight away or just go to the ground anyway, you've always got a chance because people always drop out on the day. People are sick, people have hangovers, people get stuck in traffic or, you know, these sorts of things. So I've got a couple on the day before, particularly for London games when I didn't have them, which the same as Dan would have done the other day, really. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out and if it actually means anything. Um, the thing is, it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird system because people like me on the points, you kind of have to just buy tickets. And, and I know usually 99% of the time, cause it's so hard to get one of my close friends will take it. But if you, if you miss risking it, then you lose your place in the queue. And it's, uh, I don't know really, um, what the answer is, but, uh, at the same I'd time, really the like people who have been going for years. But I've got a long way to travel um, on the off I, chance of getting a ticket. I think you'll struggle for Everton because it's a Saturday three o'clock. If it was Everton, it was two o'clock on a Sunday. I think you'd be fine. Um, on the direct it, train from Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, what would have? Uh, is there? I don't think there is a full foolproof proof solution. Is there to to ticket problems? No. You know, no, that ID checking people on the turnstiles. Well, that's sure. the thing, isn't it? And you know, I thought we'd probably be looking at something like that due to coronavirus and the, the way that it, it looked like at one point that it was going to be coming through that way. Um, but obviously it hasn't turned out that way, has it? And you, you'd need the whole of the Premier League to to get on board and have the same systems in place. And, you know, it's that mm. doable in itself. I just don't like it really. And I don't think you're ever easily going to get a club to impose another club's ticket policy at their ground because that's what it'd be you'd be asking the staff at everton to 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 id people on the turnstiles and when you've got three thousand pissed and angry wolves fans who are in a queue outside five minutes after kickoff why, why would they do it really like there yeah. isn't so so I don't, no. I don't think it'll happen and i'm glad it won't really because you know it's nice just to be able to get a ticket every now and then or pass a ticket on every now and then but i i appreciate that some people do want to go to away games but at the same time, there were lots of spaces at the away games in League One and, and in the Championship that it wasn't hard to get tickets then. So the people who've got them now every week were the people who still had them every week then. So you can't really take that away from them now just because we're successful. I, but I think the rule uh, should be if you haven't been to Norwich away on a Wednesday night, you're not allowed to go away <laughs> And set off at midday and miss kickoff. Yeah. Um, apparently, you're 55 five-star ratings on Spotify. So if you uh, can go over to Spotify, give us five stars. Don't base it on this episode, obviously. No, or God, any, no, any no. of the ones with Harry <laughs> previously, uh, base it on that. Um, right, okay. So there's a, there's a couple of questions in the comment section, which I think we'll get to now. Um, and the first one I want to start with, and, and they're pretty much along the same lines, to be honest. Um, these next three games are critical. What do you think we have 
to get from them to really even think about the top four and what does your head tell us that we will get so those um those next few games jack's mentioned them already obviously leicester arsenal and west ham so that's that completes february um heart and head bayless head says five or six points puts in a really good position five or six means that we've picked up points take them off close rivals and it keeps us in the mixer with all that said i think four would be perfectly fine and lets us keep going i think any less than four you think that's slightly disappointing we've we've lost a couple there and um, we've given advantage to some of our close rivals so i i if we get five i'll be happy if we get more than five i'll be quite so happy. five five be unbeaten five would be brilliant games. that's i mean yeah when you're playing teams around you, just just don't lose, really, because obviously they can't gain the points on you. I think realistically, if I know it's it's not going to happen, we're not going to get top four. But if you wanted to stay in the top four chase, we'd need seven minimum, I think. Um, however, like Dan said, if you just aim for top six, five is brilliant. Five is really good. Or even just one win and draw and a loss is not disastrous, depending on who the loss is against. Ideally, against Leicester rather than West Ham or uh, Arsenal. I'd but, rather win uh, the games early, Jack. Three points on Saturday puts uh, Sunday puts us in such a good position. Yeah, true. Three keeps hits, pressure then. on. Three, three hits. It's true, but re- realistically, yeah, I think we need four to keep us on the pace. So the visitors really Jack, but... take take the club badges off the three teams we're playing, and just look at it on form, consistency, and how they're playing football uh, of the whole of February. West Ham's the hardest game. I mean, West Ham, I don't think West Ham have been quite as good lately. Yeah, Tottenham. but I don't think they've been quite as good lately. Um, Tottenham shouldn't be up there with us. Leicester so, have I mean, been off the pace and just started to get back into it. Arsenal from, have been terrible and got a pretty lucky win against us. I I don't think Tottenham are much good, particularly after seeing them the other day. It's just their midfield. Obviously, they've got great players up top, but if there's, if there's nothing behind them, and when your keeper's just making mistakes like that and can't even make a, a pass out to his fullback without giving the ball away. It's much, literally um, like they've replaced Larice with the bloke Mike Bassett ball. <laughs> He's a winger. Uh, um, part two of that question was, if we do come up only a few points short of fourth, will the Traore law alone haunt us for a long time? Ignore uh, it. You can't. You can't. Can't say that just it. yet, Banya. But um, we said I mean, against Arsenal, didn't we? Went, oh, this is the perfect game for Traore. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a real, there's a real chance if we brought Traore on when they were down to ten men after seventy minutes, he could have come on and we could have got a goal. So it's feasible we could have an extra point yeah. right now. I agree. So I, I still think it was a really. I know we c- couldn't do much about it because he obviously wanted to go, but it would have just been nice to at least keep him to the summer to give us a chance to actually properly replace it because it could end up shooting us in the foot. So yeah, I think if it's one or two points, it could have made the difference. Uh, Darren says, "How many players would you want in the summer, lads?" Three Gooden's. Yeah, twenty-five man squad is that is that out of the realms of possibility? Well, we have I mean, that, twelve. It's about twelve plus <laughs> Luke Cundall. It's got a bit better though, isn't it? Because there are players on the bench now coming back. So with Johnny on the bench, with Hwang on the bench, which we haven't mentioned actually, um, we have got. It does actually look like we've got a bit of a squad now, even though I don't think some of those players are one hundred percent match fit. Um, so it looks a bit better. Um, obviously, Matinho coming back will make that better. Neto will make it a hell of a lot better. So it's just it's just a shame that we seem to. Um, like if I've lost Triore, we're not quite ready for Neto in this most important month of the season. So we've sort of yeah. uh, we're a bit thin on the wings, aren't we? Really? Um, 
how many players do you want in the semi-agree with Dan? If you get it's it's all about getting looking a couple of good players rather than five average players, isn't it really? Um Latino is probably gonna have to be a place because I think he's out of contract, forward. isn't he? I I'd, I'd I like to think Latino yeah. would stay, but I don't know if he like if he wants to. I would go, give him another year. Yeah. Yeah. It depends what he wants, isn't it? I mean thirty five he a two year deal is probably a bit too much for Wolves, but it's worth a gamble on the extension. But um would you say Bayless is a centre central midfielder? No. Uh, take... yeah, sorry. A centre midfielder, one of either wing back and a centre forward. Good. Yeah. 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 Maybe a centre back as well, to be honest. But uh Jack Harris says, would you take Europa Conference League? I'd only take it because it might mean we may invest more in the summer. Yeah. Absolutely. I would love 100%. it. Don't, the don't care. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to Mold away. It is, yeah. Very cold. I, I think we'd totally embrace it. And it, um, the thing is, you're about the Europa Conference League, that I've never quite got, is that it's still like, take it's not just all the rubbish teams. It still takes like the seventh place team from Italy, from Spain, and then the third place teams from the Europa League groups as well. So by the end of it, it's, it's like still going to be a pretty decent standard competition with the, with the teams that you've taken in. And I think we'd embrace it. And I think we'd go and we'd try and win it. And we'd probably have some good laughs like we did in the Europa League. So yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be like Spurs and Terminosa, but this, I think we'd love it. And I'd, what I'd love to go to some of these like places. In it? What do the groups look like? In I'd imagine, I think the group, the group stage is, is, not the best. The no, that's uh, better. That's better. You want the more. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want like FC Punic and Crusaders and, you know, those teams that we, they never really yeah. felt like the real European games, in, in no, my opinion. Time, you don't, I would much rather go to like a second city or another city in a country that I'm never going to travel to otherwise yeah. than go to Paris or to, you know, places that you can just go on a long weekend to anyway. Like Turin was cool. Turin was great because why else would you go to Turin? And then we stood in a sunny square and all sang songs and drank beer. And Harry passed out. That's true. <laughs> I agree. My shoulder. Exactly that reason because you'll just get some draws where you'll just you'll never go to these places. Particularly like you say, if it's away from the main cities. But can you imagine like going to watch Wolves play in Malta or Cyprus or something. It'll be you'll be ace, wouldn't it? Like can, can I can I just can I go through the um the group? The yeah, groups yeah. of the... <laughs> Yes. All right. A uh, group A last. Uh, Maccabee Tel Aviv, heard of them? Brilliant. HJ, yeah, HJK, don't know where that is. Uh, don't know where that uh, is. Alishkert, they've lost all of their games <laughs> and drawn one. Uh, group good. Group B, Ghent, heard of Ghent? Yeah, Partizan Belgrade, yeah, got those. Partizan Belgrade, fantastic city. Anorthosis, they haven't even got a, they haven't even got like an emblem on on this page. Um, but they've got six points. To be fair, Flora, Flora <laughs> could, could be slippery. Group C. <laughs> Right, 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 top of Group C. In all fairness, that's not bad. Um, Bodo slash Glimpt, uh, they're second in Group C. Um, Zoria Lundshankst, they got seven points, um, so they got knocked out. And actually, CSKA Sofia is the only one of out those apart from Roma heard of. They finished bottom oh, of the group. Oh wow, um, okay, that'd be good. Then we've got oh, some. Oh. We've got Azad Altmar. Heard of them? Okay, that's great. Holland, Blint, um, Randers. No, no, um, Jablonek. <laughs> I didn't know that, but thanks for clarifying. Uh, FC Cluj, heard of them, they finished part yeah. of the group. So the ones we've heard of I haven't actually finished anywhere. Uh, group yeah. E, Feyenoord, so uh, trip to Holland again. Slavia Prague, heard of them. Great Union one. Berlin, 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Maccabee Haifa. Fancy. Yes. Yeah. Mm, might get blown yeah. up. <laughs> uh, group F is Copenhagen, Solbakken. Never been, would like to go. PA, no, okay. Apparently, apparently they're nutcases, uh, the Copenhagen fans. I've got a oh, colleague at work who's from Copenhagen. Who's a nutcase? He is a nutcase. <laughs> um, PA, okay. So that's Greece, isn't it? I think. That's Greece, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um, Slovan, Bratislava. Oh, Could go okay. there again. Uh, the school kids. That sounds weird in that context. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Lincoln Red. Yeah, that's the Gibraltar. Their goal different. Their goal oh, is it, different. Oh, is it Gibraltar? Six, okay. That's Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be brilliant. Wren. Uh, Wren, trips to France. Uh, Vitesse. Uh, Tottenham. Don't know that. Mura. Then we've got uh, Group H. Basel. Why not? No, too expensive to drink in Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Car money banks. Uh, Carabag. FC Carabag. No, one, They're yeah, Romanian. Yeah. Uh, AC... Almonia and then uh, carrot. So, <laughs> I think, I genuinely think there is, two points for six. Is perfect, and... There is a perfect triangle of European games for Wolves, which is uh, <laughs> cheers, Harry. It is somewhere that you wouldn't normally go to, somewhere yeah. where it's still slightly sunny, and somewhere where you're not going to get stabbed. And if you want to make it to a square, somewhere where a pint is under two quid, Tottenham are ways off, then just um. Karabag is actually in Azerbaijan. Oh, it's a bit of a trek, isn't it? To be fair. <laughs> um, Harry Mansell, who's joined the stream, um, taking a break from the toilet, I believe, uh, says, Luce to Leicester, our fans will be saying, facing out again, Fickle FC. Um, couldn't agree more. I mean, we were sort of saying that already, weren't we? Uh, with the transfer windows. Um, here's a good one. This is a good one from Rob Fletcher. It says, if we managed to get in the Champions League, who would you buy? Sanchez. Um, Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore, obviously, <laughs> the 2am <laughs> signing. Um, I don't know, because you, you can all of a sudden just attract such a higher calibre of player, can't you, Bayless? No, if you won't pay for him. That's true. Yeah. Loan to buy? I don't think I don't think just one season. If we just somehow scrape into the, the Champions League, that suddenly there's going to be a queue of players wanting to join us. Um, I don't think so. I do think um, Europe will be more fun. The, the conference oh, be now, more fun. Now, now you've just said the conference. I agree. Like, I, 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 my, <laughs> now I I've just whistled off that brilliant list. There are like, there were eight or nine places there that are so collective, good. Collectively, yeah. our geography, I think, between us is pretty good. And we didn't know half of them places where what you just said. So there's going to be some right ones in there. Yeah, Christian's right there. Go where the food's good. Yeah. Well, hey, don't knock the food in Wolverhampton. Um, right, okay, we'll we'll leave it there for, for this week, but I've got to leave you from this um tweet that I saw um from Mark because someone called Kieran Doody, who does have um like a proper blue tick Twitter account, um, picture of Odd and Wingy with the um three finger sign. Ten years today, Wolves really thought they'd get their revenge last year, didn't they? Rent free in Staffordshire, hashtag WBA. So Mark said, ten years in that time we've won the championship, Eclipse West Brom's best ever Premier League finish, been to an FA Cup semi-final, Europa League quarterfinal. Meanwhile, West Brom have been relegated twice, sit ninth in the championship and have Steve Bruce as their manager. So I thought I'd uh, be a nice note to leave uh, this week's podcast on. And uh, we'll say goodbye to Dan Bayliss. Goodbye, everyone. And Jack Williams. Goodbye, everybody. Get well soon, Harry. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Get well soon, Harry. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. 
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.